This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Why, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the IPC Podcast, also known as the Intergalactic Peace Coalition, and we are broadcasting live right here on channel 1138.com, and boy, oh boy, do we have another excellent episode for you guys tonight. Lots of stuff been happening in the world as you know, but a lot of stuff happening in the entertainment world, and uh, we're going to talk about some of it, and some of the stuff that you guys actually submitted yourselves. Yes, we're always asking, hey, you want us to talk about something on the show? Send it to us. Well, a few of you did, so we're going to actually get right into what you guys want us to discuss before we get into that, of course. Introductions are in order. My name is Ben. And also joining me, it is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Jake Damon. Jake, what's up with you? Hey, Ben, what's up? Uh, not a whole lot, really. I, I've had an uh, interesting week, to say the least. I but feel you I, Yeah, but I've been winding down, thankfully, with uh, some Jedi the Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, my uh, brother-in-law uh, and sister-in-law and their daughter had uh, visited us, and he had just finished the game, so I kindly, or I asked him to borrow it, and he kindly brought it up for me, so I was able to start playing it, and I gotta say, it's really fun. It's super fun. You can, a lot of exploration, you can do different planets, you can upgrade, customize your lightsaber, your outfit, your droid. There's so much uh, that you can do, and it's not uh, quite like any Star Wars game I've ever played, and I think this really raises the level, sets a new bar for Star Wars games, so I'm having a really good time with that. Um, And then tonight, we get to talk about a bunch of new stuff, which I'm excited about. We haven't done that in a while. Just have like a whole episode dedicated to news. And I always like being able to discuss what's going on in the in the pop culture zeitgeist with uh, other people and friends that are also interested in that stuff. And we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and talking about Jedi Fallen Order, like I've just heard so many good things about that game. But really just really just an amazing game from yeah. what i've heard and, and the gameplay i've seen you know, great story I, I gotta watch the playthrough i think on youtube just the, mainly the cutscenes, yeah. but like great story and then mm-hmm. on top of that like really seems like solid gameplay and you know it's, it's nice because star wars games admittedly were kind of running on fumes there for a while you know it's like what are yeah. they doing what is ea doing and then they came up with jedi fallen order and that's that's great a lot of goodwill yeah. around that game Oh, yeah. And another thing about this game, too, is that like, I mean, a lot of games, you know, they come out and they they look interesting, but you don't have 60 bucks you can drop on it. And sometimes you have to rationalize, like, is this worth dropping $60? So far, I would say 
this is worth it, but it, if you can borrow it from a friend, borrow it from a family member or something first, just to try it. I, I like to do that whenever possible with games and it really gives you a, a good sense of whether you'd want to, you know, get it or not. But. Right. Yeah. That's absolutely, absolutely the case. You know, it just, that's just the way it is. You know, you don't have to have the game. Just have to know somebody who has right. the game. Um, and that's about as close as I'm getting to it because I don't even, I don't even have a console currently to play the stupid <laughs> thing. So I got to work I've on that. I've been there. I got to I got to I got to make some new friends apparently. Um. <laughs> so uh, yeah. But uh, as you mentioned, a lot of news coming up, and you know, a- as we are in, the, we're in the middle of the apocalypse here. Let's just face it; like it, the world is 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 falling apart around us, mm-hmm. and you can't even go to the theater right now, or at least you can, but I'm trying to stay away. I'm I'm trying to be responsible and not go out, and I I mean they they're tenants out. A few of the movies are out. There's not a whole lot going on in the theater, and I don't think they're doing very well because well people are scared. They don't want to go to the movies right now. And I think Marvel has realized this. So obviously Black Widow was coming out this year, and you know that was going to be a big deal. And then the pandemic happened, and they kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. And I think the last date for it was November of this year and they finally called it and said nah we're not doing this anymore so for the first time since I believe 2009 2020 will be the first year without an MCU movie which is insane it feels weird man it really does so Black Widow has been pushed back to May 7th 2021 almost a probably about a year after its original date. And then in doing so, they've also uh, rescheduled Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. That'll be coming out July 9th, 2021. And then Eternals, which I think was supposed to be maybe earlier on 2021, is now going to be coming out November 5th, 2021. And then, of course, all the other ones. You've got the rest of Phase 4 is inevitably been pushed back, and you know that's going to be happening. So, like... We're getting WandaVision. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But, like, it is pretty insane that, you know, MCU being this massive powerhouse coming off of Avengers Endgame, and now we've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to be waiting a bit longer. And it's for the right reasons. I'm not definitely not criticizing Marvel. I think they're making the right decision here. But it still sucks. Yeah. And yeah, it's a weird situation because you've got to think about people's safety and uh, public health and and not spreading the virus and things like that. This is definitely a responsible move, I think. Um, but at you know, like you said, at the same time, it's it's really sad as a as a Marvel fan, as a MCU fan, as a movie fan, not being able to go to a theater to experience these things and. And, you know, if they do decide, say these dates get closer and closer and they're still, you know, we're still not going to theaters yet and they decide, let's just drop it on Disney Plus. Like, let's just drop Black Widow on Disney Plus uh, Mulan style. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that disappointed. I think I would be I, I would I would be happy that I got to see the movie at least, you know, and. I'm all for the movie theater experience, but when your life or others people other people's lives are hanging in the balance and uh, and whatnot, you gotta you gotta make the right choice, and and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I would totally like understand them wanting to, you know, 
releases on on VOD. Obviously, Mulan is seems to be doing pretty well considering mm-hmm. the circumstances. So I think it's even been doing better than Tenet, which is kind of oh, wow. crazy. That's I've heard crazy. in certain circles. So like that's insane. But I I really want to see these movies in theaters. Like I really yeah. I love the theater experience. You know, I, I love watching movies at home, but it's just not quite the same. I love, you know, that experience. And if I have to wait a little bit longer for it, so what? You know, I'm willing to, you know, t- take take the L and, and move forward and wait a few more months because May 7th isn't that far away. Hopefully, we will be in much better shape and the world will be in much better shape by May 7th. Um, but still, I don't. I think we're still going to be feeling the effects of it. Just hopefully things will be able to open up. You'll be able to go to the theaters at least in, in some form or fashion. And, you know, things will be relatively normal um so and obviously they've they've picked that date for some reason or what or the other but like i'm they obviously made the right call here um it sucks it's 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 a terrible situation but i i applaud marvel for doing that i do feel for the theaters i genuinely do because the theater experience and just theaters in general were already hanging in the balance in regards to you know Streaming services and whatever, they're really struggling, and then this is going to really affect them. Um, and I mm-hmm. I mean, you have AMC, like one of the biggest theater companies in the world, like seriously in deep financial trouble. And that's very sad. That's That's tragic. But it still is not worth human lives. It's not worth, you know, no no company, no movie, no anything is worth the lives you could save by by not like releasing these movies right now so right yeah it's a difficult decision to make obviously but i think they made the right one Mm -hmm. it does feel weird like to not have an mcu movie a single mcu movie come out in in a full calendar year is insane to me like (laughs) it it started off with one and you know we were getting one a year and then uh you know obviously 2009 we didn't get any then it was like one then two a year two a year two a year then we were like up to three a year more recently and now it's completely halted and that's just it feels bad in my heart (laughs) right and it's amazing like you look back at the past you know five years you look at Marvel, Star Wars, two of the biggest franchises, you know, releasing these massive billion-dollar movies back-to-back, you know, Marvel, sometimes two or three a year, and then you get to 2020, it's like, oh, yeah, they're going to continue that momentum. No. (laughs) The only Star Wars and Marvel content we're getting is on Disney+. And I'm fine with that. I'm glad we're getting that, because I think WandaVision and Mandalorian Season 2 are probably going to save all our lives when this is all over, said and done. But uh, it is insane to think about yeah so we'll have those to look forward to less than less than a year away until we get those so uh you know we'll just have to wait and see but so there's stuff even further away on the horizon to do with marvel that uh is very interesting um one that came out recently was a casting rumor report i'm not sure how valid the the source on this is it's Deadline, so that's a pretty good source. So mm-hmm. I think you can pretty well bet on this. They're saying that Jonathan Majors has been cast as Kang the Conqueror in mm-hmm. Ant-Man 3. Now, I'm just glad we're getting Ant-Man 3. I'm one of the few people that is. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I enjoy, the, I enjoy the Ant-Man movies. 
I know they haven't been super successful. I'm kind of surprised that they're they're continuing on. But apparently, King the Conqueror is a pretty big villain for. I think he's originally a Fantastic Four villain. Pretty mm-hmm. big guy, and his whole shtick is with time travel. I think. Yeah. So being as, things as they are with Ant Man being helping to invent time travel in the MCU, like it makes sense that that would maybe be the the way you would go with him. But uh, Jonathan Majors, those who may have watched uh, a Lovecraft Country, which just recently came out, he's like has a starring role in that. So mm-hmm. apparently, very good actor. Be really cool to see him take on this role. And you know, bring a like a, a potentially like a big, like big bat. Like could even be an Avengers villain eventually. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think yeah, in the comics, like you were saying, it's uh, he's kind of a Fantastic Four villain. He's supposedly the like in the comics at least he's like a very distant descendant of Reed Richards, um, which is interesting to right. me. And and time travel always gets me. I love time travel. Um, and and when I heard that this guy was cast, Jonathan Majors, I it kind of I, I've been doing this recently where like if somebody gets cast in something that I'm probably going to be interested in watching and I don't know who they are, I will go to YouTube and just try and find a few clips of them like acting and whatever yeah, they're yeah. they're you know known for or whatever and i did that with with this guy in uh i watched a few scenes from lovecraft country and and he seems extremely talented he seems he's got presence he's got on-screen presence like i can see him playing a villain and and being um somebody that you're like afraid of on screen you know and that's that's what you want from somebody as big as Kang the Conqueror and you know I've heard rumors about him being in the MCU like Kang the Conqueror as a character being in the MCU for a while popping up in in Loki maybe the show on Disney plus um and yeah it's interesting to me that they're going to be putting him in Ant-Man 3 and could be a really cool way to introduce him into the MCU and uh yeah speaking on Ant-Man 3, I'm with you. I, I love the Ant-Man movies. I think I even liked uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp more than the first one. I really uh, liked that movie. I I, yeah. I felt like the only person that did, but, like, you know, it, it I, I really, like, I think it had a lot. It was obviously, like, big tie-ins with, like, Endgame and whatever, but, like, still, I think on its own is really fun. Yeah, it's super fun. Like, the Ant-Man movies are no pun intended, smaller scale, like the stakes are smaller and that's fine. Like that's all it should be. I don't think it should be huge. And and they lead into, into, you know, like the Ant-Man movies planted the seeds for what would become like some of the most important plot points of Endgame. you know, like the, the going into the, into the quantum realm and jumping through time and things. So they know how to use these movies, I think to plant seeds. And I think they're doing it again with Kang the Conqueror. And I'm really excited to see Jonathan majors in the role. Well, like the first comparison that I, I can bring up in regards to like, okay, could Kang the Conqueror be like a major villain? Take for example, Loki showing up, Mm. like he's introduced in, in Thor and like there's that project trajectory of like you know like setting things up and setting the long game and like being things as they were like even with Thanos like Thanos was teased for so long yeah like you know it, it was like end of Avengers he's there and then Guardians of the Galaxy is there and then there's slow progression of like building that character up and showing that they have a presence and then 
like having them do that. So like Kang the Conqueror could be the next Avengers villain. He could be, you know, someone who's just working with the next villain, whether that's, I don't know, you know, any number of people. You've got uh, Galactus, I think, is one of the big, big bads out there, like literally big. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think being that Fantastic Four are back with Marvel, I think that character's also back with them, so that could be a possibility. I don't know. I just think I think it's interesting that like Ant Man being that it's kind of the butt of a lot of a jokes, but like as you said, it played into a lot. Like the whole crux of Endgame like was brought about by Ant Man. So like pretty pivotal character. Pretty like don't sell Ant Man short because right. a lot of important stuff in there. So I hope Ant Man three also has you know, maybe can close out that story or maybe keep going, who knows? Yeah. Add something to the mix and kind of start off, you know, a new phase of Marvel. Because um, I'm curious, like, when they're going to start planting the te- seeds of that. Because obviously, you're going to see something. Something they're going to set something up for the next ten years. But what is that going to be? Yeah, yeah, and and that's something the MCU Marvel Studios does so well is planting seeds and starting small and and working your way up. And they've done that since the beginning with the standalone. Uh, movies uh, that lead to the Avengers and and things like that and and I think DC could take a a few notes you know because <laughs> you know when you're just dropping Doomsday at the end of uh, Batman v Superman out of nowhere and there's Doomsday for ten minutes and you'll never see him again probably and you know and it would have been so interesting to to build up to that but no yeah it, it's amazing I think that's like. And I'm, I don't want to trash DC here. I really don't. No, there's, there's, yeah, there's I, a lot of DC movies, that, but DC was really trying hard to catch up. Whereas yeah. Marvel, I think they were even with like Iron Man, those early films where they didn't even know it was going to be successful. They still committed to the long game. They committed to right. you know like stuff's going to happen. Iron Man is just a self-contained story, but you get that end credit scene. I like to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative, like. You know, they were setting that stuff up. They were just confident that, okay, this is going to work, and we're going to keep going with this, and we're going to try this. And Nick Fury led to Thanos, and Thanos led to Endgame. And, like, you know, all, all of it is connected, and it all feeds into the next movie. And people like that stuff. People like – that's one thing that I love about the MCU is it's this constant story. And I'm not just, like, interested – like, I love the movies and the action sequences or whatever, but, like, I'm invested in the story. I want to see what's happening next. I want to see where this – where this universe goes. So, right. you know, I think that's the ultimate, you know, just the great thing about the MCU. Yeah. It, it really comes down to just pacing yourself. And, right. and if you can do that, I think you're off to a good start. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of Nick Fury, <laughs> so this just came out today as of recording this and we got this news and i believe this is from where did this come from variety so a another like really solid source and they're citing this as exclusive they're saying that samuel jackson is back to play nick fury yes and i know what you're thinking well of course he is he's gonna play that character forever like you know samuel jackson doesn't say no to anybody um no no interview please (laughs) <laughs> audio popping up um but uh so 
you know, naturally, Samuel Jackson is going to be around for a while. He was just in, you know, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Like he's gonna he's gonna be doing this character for a while. Yep. Not like this. So they're reporting that he's going to be getting his own Disney Plus series. And uh, so Variety says the exact plot details of the show are being kept under wraps, but multiple sources say Jackson is attached to star with Kyle Bradstreet attached to write and executive produce like all other Marvel shows at Disney Plus Marvel Studios will produce. So you've got apparently a writer attached, Sam Jackson is in, and you're going to see maybe a limited series, maybe something ongoing that's going to be starring Nick Fury. Like, he's had so many supporting roles, now he's going to have maybe a starring role. Yeah. That seems really cool to me. Like, more more, uh, more of him, please. I, I've, I've felt a little bit of a lack of Samuel Jackson in the MCU lately. He's just kind of been here and there. I mean, the last time we saw him... I mean, obviously he was in, uh, in Captain Marvel. He had a huge role in that. Um, and you see him pop up at the very end of Endgame right. there. He wasn't in uh, Infinity War, was he? He was at the very end, and he got snapped was away. He? Okay. Oh, right, 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 yep. So, like, they, like, I don't know, does the Rooster Brothers have something against Sam Jackson? Because, like, they really, <laughs> they're like, yeah. they're like yeah. we're going to have you in one scene and you're going to die. And then the next right. movie you're going to have one scene. And so, <laughs> and I, I think... From a storytelling point of view, I think it was a natural choice to like show that yes, the person that founded the Avengers, not even he's around. Like they really are on their yeah. own. And yeah. I think that was a, I would think it was a good choice. But I, I like when he comes back and it's far from home because he's like, well, right. he. It's hard to tell because like it's not really him; <laughs> it's yeah. Talos playing him. But you still get this like frustration of like. I've been away for five years. I have no idea what's going on, and I would love to get that Fury back. I'd love to get, like, the real Fury. Or, if it is set in the modern day, like, what if he's off in space? What if you get Sam Jackson off in space doing sword stuff or whatever, and, you know, Tatlos is still, like, masquerading as him back on Earth? I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I always forget. I, I keep forgetting. I should say that he's in in Far From Home, but that's true. So maybe there there has been a lot of Michael or uh, uh, Samuel Jackson. Um, but uh, yeah, he him getting a show that could be very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see like what era this takes place in. You know, because right. like I think they did a really good job with the de aging in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I so think they that was could good. go that route. But if they don't. You know, is this going to be like him on the new sword base up in space there? There's there's a lot of different things they could do. And I'm definitely I'm I mean, I'm on board for every one of these Disney plus Marvel same, shows. I'll be watching same. all of them. So, yeah, that I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like, I'll, I'll watch it. Like, I don't care. I mean, I've got Disney plus for like another two and a half years. So, like, you know, yeah. th- they've got my money. But uh, at the same time, like, still, this does sound interesting, like, and putting this character who has been through a lot in these movies and continuing him on, I don't know, it could be very interesting, especially since, like, he may not even be with S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore, like, he may be doing, like, other stuff, like, what Mm -hmm. is S.H.I.E.L.D. even doing anymore in the MCU? I don't know, but uh, I like this, and, you know, Sam Jackson, he's a cool dude, he's a cool dude, I'll, I'll watch more stuff with him. Oh, yeah. So switching gears really quick to the to the DC universe, this was specifically something that I remember our good friend Kenny Creeley Jr. suggested, 
And uh, some unfortunate news for people who enjoy the Arrowverse and the CW uh, superhero shows. Uh, Supergirl is coming to an end with mm. its sixth season, which is I, I don't know the reasoning. I don't know. I, I've heard some you know stuff about Melissa Benoist and her. I think she's kind of she's starting a family, and you know she's been in this a long time and six seasons. It's it's a good while. Like it feels like the show just started, but you know six seasons in. That's nothing really to shake a stick at. It really is a good run. So, like, hopefully they get to end the show on their own terms and end it. And, you know, as I was telling you before the show, like, they still, being in the Arrowverse, still gives them a chance to, like, return to those characters. If Melissa Benoist decides she wants to be Supergirl again one of these days, there's going to be the Superman show. There's going to be more stuff in that universe. It's always going to be there. So, like... You know, obviously, anybody that really was in Supergirl, I feel for you. I've been there, done that. It's heartbreaking to lose a show that you've been loved, but uh, hopefully, this is uh, something that they can they can they can make it right, and it's it's not as tragic as some other instances I can think of. Yeah, and like six seasons is a lot of seasons for any show. Like that means that it was popular enough to keep going. That means that. The, you know, people were enjoying it. And everybody that I've heard talk about Supergirl has said that they've liked it. I, I have not heard much bad about it at all. Um, I have even caught an episode or two and enjoyed it. You know, I, I would be interested in going through it for sure. It is sad. You know, I, I think I would feel worse if it was like one season in, they were like, we're done, you know, like uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance just got canceled, um, which sucks. <laughs> but uh, especially since it won an Emmy and all that stuff. Right. But, but, you know, shows like that don't get to see a second season unless somebody else picks it up. But, you know, Supergirl got six. And I think that's that's definitely commendable and um i i am simultaneously congratulatory toward the cast and crew and uh give my condolences as well because that's sad you know in in this industry it's kind of like if you can get something that you can work on year after year you're you're pretty lucky and and when that's over with you, you you're kind of jobless you know you gotta look for something else now and that can be difficult yeah it it, it can be very tragic in that in that sense that you know it, it's it's bad if you're watching the show and you, and you lose your favorite show but it's really bad if if that's your income that's that's your livelihood and you're working on the show and now you're jobless like you're saying so you know that sucks for everyone that has worked on it hopefully i don't know how the system works hopefully they can you know some people can continue on in, in other series. And like I said, I think some of the actors, like, you know, who knows? I think they could, you know, a lot of these shows, like, look at Legends of Tomorrow. It started with all kind of, like, you know, secondary characters from other shows, you know? Yeah. So, like, it, the, the precedent is, is set that, you know, some of these characters could, could live on, some of the crew could live on to other, you know, shows. So, uh, you know, hats off to Supergirl because there's a lot of shows that deserved more than six seasons that didn't get nearly enough six seasons. So, like, you know, be thankful that it, it made it that far. And uh, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Like I said, Super Superman show is coming out fairly soon. I would be shocked if there isn't, like, a Supergirl cameo in there and more stuff. 
and whatever, but it sounds like they're going to get to go out on their own terms. So that's that's really good. That's really yeah. good. Okay, let's switch gears to a completely different subject, and let's go over to Knives Out. Now, Jake, have you seen Knives Out? I have seen Knives Out in theaters, and I want to say on a streaming service somewhere, but I I know it was at least once in theaters. Cool, cool. See, I have seen it. I saw it once in theaters right, right before all this went down, mm-hmm. and uh, really, really enjoyed it. Obviously, Ryan Johnson wrote, directed, and it was such a huge hit that there was a sequel coming. Yeah. And so it's it, people are kind of calling it Knives Out 2, they're wondering who's going to be back, and the, and and Ryan Johnson kind of went on the record and said, "Hey, look, this is not it, it's a it's a sequel, but it's not Knives Out two, and yeah. it's the only returning cast member he confirms is going to be Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc. So right. basically, in the sense of like an Agatha Christie novel slash movie." You're going to have, you know, for example, like, you know, you've got uh, Death on the Nile, I think, is coming soon or is going, has already happened, something like that. It's a sequel to, you know, Murder on the Orient Express, but it's going to be a different cast or whatever like that. Similar in that. Right. And And you you have the same character, Hercule Poirot or whatever, um, who I, well, I I say, oh, whatever, because I I don't (laughs) quite know how to pronounce that name, but I, I am a fan of, of the Poirot, uh, um, like the mini movies and and things that came out like back in the eighties and nineties and stuff. Very cool. And that's who Kenneth Branagh plays in that. And that's kind of very Benoit blank. That's what that's supposed to evoke for sure. Right. And I think this is really cool. I mean, you know, props to Ryan for like kind of building his own franchise out of this in the in the same style, and, and obviously very much inspired by Agatha Christie and all these classic you know murder mysteries and whatever. But uh, Ryan actually actually said recently, he said, "quote It's been such a mind bleep because I sat on the idea for the first ten years, and with this one, I'm starting with a blank page. It's not really a Knives Out sequel. I need to come up with a title for it so I can stop calling it that, calling it the Knives Out sequel because it's just Daniel Craig as the same detective with a totally new cast. So uh, that's gonna be interesting. Is there anyone, any actor that wasn't in the first Knives Out?" that you would love to see in this new one? Oh, goodness. I, especially with Ryan Johnson, I would love to see, I would love to see uh, Adam Driver. As oh, part of the that cast. would be, I feel like that's such a possibility. Yeah. Being the, the relationship is there. Like they would totally, yes. ha- that could totally happen. I, yeah. And I, I thought about that as soon as I saw the the tweet from Ryan Johnson or, or whatever the, the interview that he had given, I was thinking about like different actors and Adam driver was the per- first person that popped in my head. Cause he's such, he's such a good actor. Like I love seeing him pop up in things. Um, I, I love watching different uh, clips from movies and things that he has been in other than just star Wars. And to see his range, um, it's just it's pretty amazing, and uh, I'm a big Adam Driver fan for sure. Yeah, I think that would be right. any of the any of the Star Wars cast members. I think would be cool to have yeah. like make the jump over there, and a lot of people throwing around Keller Marie Tran. You know, yeah, that yep. would be fun. Um, and I'm also thinking like you know some some MCU. Obviously, you got Chris Evans 
in the first one. Yeah. I'm thinking, I don't know, you could get Sebastian Stan, maybe Tom Holland. Oh, I yeah. Think. That would be really oh, fun. Man. Um and I don't know, there's 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 tons of people, there's tons of actors and like that was the biggest thing with like the first night. I was like, this this is an incredible cast. Like, how did you get all these people in like one room? This is insane. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm down for this. That sounds really great. Okay, well, we are gonna take a little short break here, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about what you guys have sent us because we're not near done with the news. That was just stuff that we came up with. We're going to get into uh, what you guys have been suggesting, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that, of course, take a little listen to a little message from our sponsors, and we'll be back shortly with more of the IPC Podcast. Don't go anywhere. This is IPC. IPC listeners, this is Joey Mays, intergalactic patron and promoter of my family business, Mays Sandwich Shop. We are proud to be supporting IPC and the endeavors of young, talented individuals like Zach, Ben, and Jake. Should you ever find yourself in the area of Reading, Pennsylvania, be sure to stop by Mays Sandwich Shop. Started by my grandfather in 1947, currently owned by my father and operated by my sister and me, May's Sandwich Shop has been serving delicious food to the greater Westlawn area for over 70 years. If you ever do visit, be sure to tell them IPC sent you. guys welcome back to more of the ipc podcast of course we've got a little more news to discuss and stuff that you guys have sent us to discuss and as always you can find us at ipc podcast on social media and i mean you guys literally can control the show you can tell us what to talk about and we will listen to you and we'll put it in the show notes, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. But if you want even more influence over the show, if you want more benefits, and want to get more involved, you can become a patron of the IPC Podcast. And a few of the people that have done that are Joey Mays, uh, Ryan H., Rachel Perry, Dan Grievous, and Carrie Fleming. They are amazing people that are good friends of ours and uh, they support the show and they keep the lights on and uh, if you would like to become one of those patrons go to patron.podbean.com slash ipc podcast that'll get you into the door 
and get you signed up and have some awesome pluses and our backlog of episodes and you know access to the peacekeeper core and all kinds of crazy stuff so yeah definitely go check that out join up and keep the podcast going because this ain't free guys it ain't free to keep this show going all right so we sincerely appreciate it when you guys uh contribute monetarily because it really does help out a lot um so as i was saying we have some listener suggestions and uh so we got some pretty good ones actually tonight the first comes from our good buddy matthias who you heard just a couple episodes ago on the 300 episode he joined us from uh on the other side of the planet literally all night for him <laughs> the guy's yeah. a trooper oh, and yeah. uh we loved having him on he sent in some stuff to talk about and so apparently he sent us like three things so this is the first like multiple pieces of news and so the first thing he sent in was this thing from chris hemsworth and chris hemsworth was kind of went on the record and was talking about the fact that basically Thor Love and Thunder is not the end for Thor. That you're going to see a lot more of him in the future. That he's not done playing the character at all. And uh, he basically says, you know, oh, oh, he's you know, 1,500 years old. He's far too young for that. It's definitely not a film that I say goodbye to this brand. At least I hope so. So he, he wants to keep going. He, he really wants to keep going. And he also said about after reading the script for Thor Love and Thunder, said, after reading the script, I can say that I'm very excited for sure in this production. There will be a lot of love and a lot of la- lightning <laughs>, laughs. I'm glad that after everything that happened in Avengers Endgame, I'm still part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We can continue the story of Thor, of course. I can't reveal anything about the plot, but to satisfy your curiosity, I will say, after reading the script, I had a lot more fun than on Thor Ragnarok, and that shows something because this movie was brilliant so he's saying basically that thor love and thunder better than ragnarok if you can believe that and matthias is asking us um what are your hopes for thor in the future and do you believe what hemsworth says here could thor 4 be better than ragnarok um jake you have any any thoughts on this i think that it totally could be better than thor ragnarok even though that's hard for me to imagine sometimes something just you know it was crazy for me to think that anything could have been better than the first avengers movie when it came out and then we got you know infinity war and endgame that freaking blew my mind again um so yeah i think it's completely possible and i think that i am looking forward to to what taika watiti has to offer us because i'm a huge taika watiti fan i love everything that i've seen him make i i have not seen jojo rabbit yet but I have seen What We Do in the Shadows. I've seen Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, both of those movies I love so much. Um, and obviously Thor Ragnarok. So, yeah. uh, and, and his work on The Mandalorian, too. How could I forget that? Um, but it's it's also exciting to me that Chris Hemsworth doesn't seem to be going anywhere. You know, he started off. I, I really love the first Thor movie. I even really love the second Thor movie. And then, you know, they really did something with the character to just like revamp him in a way and just make him kind of that that lower tier Avenger into, you know, a lot of people's favorite Avengers. Yeah. Like he's probably my second favorite behind Captain America. 
he's just awesome uh, you know and i can't wait to see what the next steps for him are and and what is going to happen with him in the guardians of the galaxy and right. and all that there's just so much to look forward to yeah it's funny i mean you i've heard and read certain interviews with hemsworth going back a few years and like it seems that like even though i i didn't mind thor the dark world like i don't think it's as bad as some people made out to be i think it was more of the same for Thor in regards to like his character progression, and I think even Hemsworth himself was like he he wasn't as enthused about it. He wasn't as like really pulled in. Like he didn't like from you know Thor to Avengers to uh, Dark World to Ultron. There wasn't a whole lot going on with Thor. Like he was just kind of he didn't have a huge arc. Whereas you compare that to like. Him going from Ultron to Ragnarok to Infinity War, the amount of change he goes through. He loses his hammer, you know, he gets a new haircut, you know, he loses pretty much everything. He gets fat and he gets depressed, like, you know, he's such a, it's such a crazy thing. I think it seemed to invigorate Chris Hemsworth's, like, enthusiasm for the character. Um, and it, that says something, like, because I think we're accustomed to the idea of, like, certain actors are really good at playing certain characters, but they don't share the audience's enthusiasm about said characters. Cough! Carrison Ford, cough! <laughs> so, you know, and I don't expect them to, generally speaking. I understand. It's a job for them. But it seems like Chris Hemsworth actually, like, enjoys playing his character. He enjoys Thor. Yeah. And he's excited about it. And that's that's really encouraging. And that makes the experience even better for me is like I know that okay Chris Hemsworth is on board with this he likes this and he's going to keep doing this and if he wants to keep playing Thor until he dies I am more than happy to let him I love Thor I think his progression through the last few movies has been excellent um and the same can be said for like I think Tom Holland I think at some at some point said like yeah I want to play this character until I die I'm like you go like I am on board with you so um I am very excited about this. I, I hope they continue to reinvent Thor and give him a good story arc. And I would not put it past Taiko Atiti to one-up himself. I really would not. Yeah. I've loved everything I've seen Taiko Atiti do. That includes Thor Ragnarok. That includes his one episode of The Mandalorian. You know, it's... I think the guy is a genius. And I would not... Ex- I would expect nothing less than amazingness and just bombastic lunacy in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, to your question, Matthias, yes. Yes to all. I think he can one-up himself. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited for that. I don't know when we're going to see it. could be 2025 at this point before we see Thor Love and Thunder. But uh, I'm, I'm still excited. So we shall see about that. And then, uh, okay, switching gears here. So Matthias you know, throws us for a loop here and jumps over to the DC universe. And he sent us a link to the Justice League Snyder Cut theme. So this is the, I guess, the Justice League theme for those characters in the Snyder Cut. I didn't know there wasn't already a theme for them in the movie, but apparently there's not. This is a new theme from Junkie XL. And Matthias is asking us, what do you think about Junkie XL's new Justice League theme? And 
I don't know about you, Jake, but I haven't heard it yet. So I haven't either. I figure, why not just listen to it now so we can get our first impressions? Heck yeah. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be back and finish Justice League with Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder cut. I can't tell you how excited I am. Ta-da! But uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, obviously, even though I already did a lot of work. Um, so right now I'm in the middle of finishing an action bit with the new Justice League theme, and I want to preview a little bit of that. So let me play you a little bit of that theme in action mode. was a little sneak peek um, of that theme. I hope you like that, and I'm very much looking forward to see you guys soon. That Take was care. pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That was oh, pretty the... interesting. That yeah. was... It's cool just him just, like, posting on Twitter or wherever. I, I guess this was at DC Fandom, so this is a, a little sn- a snippet from that, but, like, just putting that out there pretty cool it's, it's always weird i always find it weird like listening to music like firsthand it's hard to like gauge music when you're first to hearing it because like obviously i mean this could easily be like a very iconic theme in the future but like i don't recognize it because i've never heard it before <laughs> <laughs> right but uh and with context like over a movie i think it's it's easier to tell if it like fits or not but i do feel like he knows what he's doing you know he did the he did the soundtrack to like one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Mad Max Fury Road. He did a great job with that. And yeah, I really liked his stuff. So this, this is looking to be pretty cool. It's funny. You you mentioned Mad Max Fury Road. That is a movie I've literally been trying to watch for like three or four weeks now. (laughs) Yeah. Every, I like said on this podcast, like I'm going to watch it this weekend. And then every week there was a hurricane one weekend and then something else happened. And then, yeah. So, I really want to watch that movie, and I mean, obviously, Junkie XL, like he, you know, his his name stand on stands on its own in regards to that. So, uh, I mean, it sounded really good. I'm looking forward to like hearing it in the movie, or are we even calling it a movie, miniseries, whatever? Yeah, yeah, Snyder it's weird. cut. What do, you, what do you call this? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like this four hour thing that's split up into pieces. I don't know. Yeah, I, I am glad we're getting it though. I'm glad we're getting it. I'm glad uh, we're gonna get to watch this thing. The way Snyder intended. Yep. So, yeah, that was good. Thanks, Matthias. And speaking of Matthias, he's got one more thing for us. And this is in regards to Tenet. We were just talking about this. And apparently Tenet is going to the drive-ins. And I would have assumed that would already be the case, but apparently um, it wasn't. And apparently some lot of drive-ins in Los Angeles, I know, with their COVID thing, I'm not sure what their like 
status is regarding this, but drive-ins are open out there, assuming, and now we're going to have Tenet in uh, drive-in theaters. Matthias says, I know that you guys don't want to do movies that are in the cinemas at the moment, but what if you had the opportunity to watch it at a drive-in if it comes to an area closer to you? Would you do it then? So, Jake, do you have any drive-ins nearby? Uh, I think we we have one that's like 20 minutes away or so. I haven't been to that one, but my uh, where my wife's family lives up in New York, um, there is one near there. And I actually got to see Spider-Man Homecoming there when that first came out. Oh, and it was my first experience at a drive-in, and it was so fun. It was great. I highly recommend it. Just try it once. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, especially going with friends or family or whatever. There were a lot of people there that uh, that we both knew, so that was a lot of fun. And um, going to see Tenet, I did go see Tenet with my wife in a movie theater uh, a couple weeks ago, and you know it was very safe and there was nobody else there. Um, but to see it uh, outdoors, like on a on a big movie screen outdoors, would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I would be totally down for it, except for the fact that, like, I don't have any, like, drive-in theaters anywhere near me. <laughs> like, none. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to drive-in in a very long time. I love the concept. I love them. I mean, they're they're really cool, and I would be totally down for it, especially now because, you know, I'm very, I don't know, I'm very advantageous about going out to the theaters and the way things are and, like, if there's a few people there, I don't mind, but I'm also I also know how people are right now and they're a bit careless. I don't wanna get I don't wanna get out in public too much. But you know, it would be cool. It would be cool. I would totally be down for it given the yeah. circumstances. I still wanna get back in a real theater eventually, but uh a drive in would suffice at this point. I just gotta find one that isn't like two hundred miles away. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, totally. Oh, totally. I- I'm dying to see Tenant. I'm just not sure when that's going to happen because yeah. the way things are. But uh, yeah, you you got us both, Matthias. We'll do it. All right, take us to a drive-in, please. Yeah. So uh, we have another submission. We have a couple more submissions actually, but one submission came along that I wasn't expecting. It came in the form of something that I wasn't expecting. And, you know, we do top five episodes, normally speaking, and this is a segment that we have on those episodes. But uh, someone decided to interject their segment into this news episode. I'm not sure how I feel about this, but we're going to go with it anyway. So now it is time for Shinder's List. And yes, Stephen Schinder, as as prompt as he is, sent us some news. But he couldn't just do it like a normal person. Couldn't just, you know, send us a couple pieces of news. No, he gave us a top five news list. All right? Top five (laughs) pieces of news from Stephen Schinder. So uh, we're going to go through these. We're going to go through these. Um, First one we've already talked about. Um, This is uh, number five, Marvel movies pushed back again. Obviously, we've said our piece on those. Sucks, but right thing to do. Um, this next one, 
M- number four, Marvel's Hellstorm trailer. Have you seen this, Jake? I have not. Okay, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steven. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I watched this trailer, and I am still in awe of what is going on here. Like, if you're excited about this, that's great. But apparently, like, IndieWire, where, where, where I saw this, like, they're convinced that this is from the MCU, and they're saying this is a MCU property, but, really? like, if you watch the trailer, it looks nothing like anything in the MCU. It's like a horror movie wow. or a horror series. There's no Marvel Studios logo anywhere on it. <laughs> but it's it's supposed to be like this Marvel property that's set in the MCU, and I am completely dumbfounded. Um, and maybe Steven knows all about this, and he's screaming in his, in his iPod right now. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, it's really it's, – it's definitely not for me. You know, I'm not a big – horror movie person so like I'm definitely not into this but it's going to the Hulu yeah. so it is on one of their platforms but it just doesn't look I, I think somebody got their wires crossed here I don't think this is an MCU thing I, I, I unless I mean get Kevin Feige on the phone like if he says it I'll believe it but I'm not so sure about this well, I'll have to watch it. I'm sorry that I don't have an opinion on it. I thought I had an opinion on everything, but I don't. No, no, I think you made the right decision not watching this. I truly do. <laughs> I was That was, what, a minute and a half that I won't get back watching the Hellstorm trailer. Thank you very much, Steven Schindler. If you're excited about it, that's fine. That's fine. It's just not for me, all right? You know how I am. You know how I am. Um, but that's number four for Steven, and... We'll see about that. We'll see about yeah. that. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. I'm curious to what's what. That's more Zach's arena. So I would, I would be interested to see what he has to say about that. Um, number three, John Cena's Peacemaker from the Suicide Squad is getting a series. You heard about this? I have heard about this. So we got the Suicide Squad coming out from James Gunn, and John Cena is playing the Peacemaker in that movie. And apparently, he's getting his own TV series spinoff from that movie which sounds crazy awesome because John Cena described him as like this messed up like dark Captain America (laughs) the best description I've heard is that he will stop at nothing to get world peace no matter how many people he has to kill to get there (laughs) that's like so that's like so crazy just like yeah I'm gonna I'm going to bring world peace and I'll kill as many of you <laughs> fools as I have to to do it. It's like you're not helping the cause at all. He's oh like self-canceling himself. But I just like his whole costume and his shtick and the fact that he's John Cena's playing like it really like I can't wait to see what this character brings. And I mean, he's getting his own series. So like this sounds great. Like I am I'm totally on board with this. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I wonder if we're going to get like you know in the same vein as like uh, Doom Patrol and stuff like that. We're going to get some R-rated stuff in here because I think the movie itself is R-rated. Yeah, yeah. So that would be I, cool. I. It's crazy to me that like, and you see this a lot nowadays. But when something gets greenlit that's a spinoff of a movie that hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> it's like somebody or 
a lot of somebodies have seen the movie and have gone, yeah, we like this. This has potential. Let's go ahead and greenlight something. Because you, you don't usually greenlight something unless you have some faith in it. And that I think this bodes well for the, the Suicide Squad movie, you know? like Right. We haven't seen that yet, but everything I've seen from from the uh, the DC fandom and and whatnot has gotten me really excited for it. And to to, to knowing that James Gunn is involved and and whatnot, like this this has to be good. I don't see this not being good. Yeah, I mean, I was already on board. James Gunn automatically like sold me on this, but like seeing that the 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 behind the scenes teaser. And all the stuff, and the, all the characters, and and as you're saying, like this, you know, signals confidence for the movie itself. That like they're they're not gonna, you know, there's a lot of movies out there that aren't getting spinoff series. I would say most movies, especially not ones that they lack confidence in. And so, like, but DC apparently they're doing this because this is the second one. You got the the the, the Gotham show. It's coming out with the Batman. It's going to be tying in with that. So, like, this is something that, like, DC is just, like, going all in on. That they're like, you know, we're going to... You get a spinoff! You get a spinoff! You get a spinoff! So, hopefully... Yeah. Hopefully that means the Suicide Squad and the Batman are, are great. Which, I personally have no doubts that that is true yeah. at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Peacemaker. John Cena. Hopefully we'll be able to see him this time. I don't know. But uh, nobody got that joke. <laughs> Um, so I number two, it. no, two, you got it. It didn't, it didn't go over your head. It didn't get over your head. Um, so number two for Shinder is, uh, the WandaVision trailer, which just came out a couple days ago. Jake, did you get a chance to see this? So what do you think? Oh yeah. I saw it a few times and like, uh, I knew it was going to be like this, but I didn't realize how, like, it's hard to explain like i knew what the concept was but when like actually seeing it you're like oh this is gonna be so cool like it's really unlike anything i've seen before to be honest and and just the idea of using all these like concepts from television throughout eras you know that that are gone have gone by you know like like uh dick van dyke show era and and um home improvement era like there's all these eras of television that are interesting and have their own flavor that you're definitely going to see um uh nodded towards in this and how that how that ties into the story is going to be interesting and also you know a little bit of a captain marvel tie into with right. uh um I think it's oh, I Monica Rambeau, I think. Yep, yep, that would be it. Um, and I don't know, there's just so many different angles here that I'm interested to see play out. Uh, yeah, this really got me excited for sure. Yeah, it, it's crazy because, like, they're crossing so many things with this, and you still, like, you watch this trailer, and it's like, I get what this is, but I don't at all get what this is. Right, Like, I yeah. don't really understand it. But I do understand it. Like, it's just crazy. And, like, I love they got, like, the exact Dick Van Dyke show set from that show in this series, which is crazy. And you have the actress, I don't know her name, but she's from that 70s show. Yeah. And she's playing, the, the you know, the woman that's like, where did you get married? All this kind of stuff. And, oh, my gosh, like, it just 
to- totally just riffing on those old shows. Then you go go to the seventies version, and 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 then you get the, kind of the real world stuff. And apparently, it's set at uh, at Halloween, which which just opens up all kinds of possibilities because now you have uh, Wanda dressed up as like the, the the classic Scarlet Witch costume, which we've yep. seen before. And then we get Vision. We get Paul Bettany in like the classic. Vision costume, like Halloween costume, I which love is great. That so much. <laughs> so I, I was like making jokes about it as soon as the trailer dropped, and I I made him my avatar on Twitter. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Oh, it's man. like that's just perfect. Like that's great. But then you get like the real Vision, and he looks good. Like yeah, I'm, I make I I don't know what I was expecting, but like you know, this is a TV show. It's not a movie, but it looks like a movie. Like it looks like Vision that you're normally seeing. And I like really that right out of the gate. They're like, "Okay, you're dead. Like, you know, you're 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 not around anymore." And the idea that like Vision is a character and he's like seemed like flesh and blood, but he's probably just a figment in her imagination. Like we're seeing Wanda's Vision, and I I'm I don't know. I, I'm still trying to process like what is this? I'm glad the trailer really didn't confirm anything. Yeah, a good movie trailer will give you what you can look forward to without giving anything away. And I think they did that really well here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm totally looking forward to that. And that's like, what, a couple months away at the most? Yeah. Like, I think crazy. they confirmed that uh, another pushback was that uh, uh, Captain, not Captain America, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is been pushed back to 2021. Mm-hmm. And we're getting WandaVision first, so uh, makes sense. They were probably farther along in in development of this. Obviously, that's still in production, whereas this is probably almost complete. So uh, at least we're getting one Marvel thing this year. Thank God. Yeah, that's good. Yep. At least one thing. Okay, so number one on Steven's list is something that I know is not good news. Like. At all. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are upset about this, and I think you and Steven and a bunch of other people are among them. So, number one, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance was canceled unceremoniously after winning a freaking Emmy. It won an Emmy, and Netflix canceled it. Yeah. This is insane. It's crazy to me. And it seems strange considering that it sounded like at least the vibes i was getting just being online is that a lot of people were watching it so yeah what's the deal like it's getting critically acclaimed it is winning awards it seems to have an audience why shut it down i don't i don't know what netflix is doing at this point yeah like because you you I don't know. It seems like that's a perfect way to like keep people engaged is to keep them coming back for returning series, but they don't have them. They just keep canceling them, and for some reason, I guess, maybe some technical reason, they're like, okay, after two or three seasons, you're done. As a new viewer, if I'm thinking about watching something on Netflix or a new series, I'm thinking, maybe I don't want to watch anything on Netflix because... I'll get invested in it, and then two seasons later, or even a season later, even after it's got really good viewership and won a ton of awards, they're still going to cancel it and break my heart. Like, yeah. do I really want to put myself through that? And I just, I, I don't get it. Like, I heard 
nothing but good things about Dark Crystal. Nothing but good things. Yeah. Like, you know, so I just it's it's insane. So I I I, I for one, just for the show, I hope it gets to continue. I hope I mean stranger things have happened. Pardon the pun. <laughs> that like you know, series like Brooklyn Nine Nine, you know, switch networks and got saved. Yeah. So like, you know, there maybe something like this can similar. Maybe some other property were like, hey, you know, I think other people were like, oh, Disney should buy. I'm like, don't encourage them. Don't, <laughs> Disney's already bought enough things. Don't encourage them. But it would be nice to see this continue because obviously there's like a ton that goes into that and all the public is like really nothing quite like it on TV or streaming right now. Yeah, and it's so fun for me, at least, and I know a lot of people, to have a show that really, like, harkens back to the, you know, the the Jim Henson days when everything was puppets, and, and I, there's just something so charming about that to me and so likable and lovable, and a lot of people find creepy, but I find awesome, and just the just the effort and the work and the craftsmanship. There's just so much to love about stuff like that movies and shows alike. And it's, it's sad to see something go. I find, I I think too soon. Um, But yeah, hopefully it gets another home. We shall see. We shall see indeed. Um, Just uh, yeah. Netflix. Don't be a Fox. Don't start being this infamous company that cancels like really good shows for no reason. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please. Um. Oh, okay. So we got our good friend uh, Kenny Crayley Jr. As as we mentioned off the top, he suggested um the Supergirl news. Obviously, I think if you follow Kenny, you know he's a massive uh Supergirl fan. Yep. So uh, shout out to Kenny and uh, condolences for losing one of your favorite shows. Been there, done that, buddy. But uh, he sent in his own top five list. It concludes number five, uh, Marvel movies being pushed back. Uh, number four. CW Supergirl season six being announced. It'll be last season. Number three, John Cena's Peacemaker series. Uh, number two, One Division trailer, and uh, number one, the uh, Dark Crystal cancellation. So yeah, we talked about all that stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for sending that stuff in, Kenny. That was great. But he also includes a question. He says, "What older shows you got? Are you guys binge watching right now?" Hmm. Um, so Jake, do you have an answer? Do you have any older shows? I mean, even newer shows. I mean, I know he specifies, but if you can't think of anything, I mean, I'm slowly, slowly going through, uh, Avatar, the last airbender. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you count that as older. Like, I don't know what we're it's, talking It's not about currently on, I would say older. Okay. Um, oh man. I don't even know. I'm going through the boys right now, but that's current. Like literally <laughs> episode six of eight came out today um, for season two. Uh, we're going through the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this season was from a couple years back. So not really, not not older uh, in the way that you're thinking, I think. But um, what about you, man? Yeah, I think the closest thing I have to that is unsurprisingly Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's one that I go back to and my whole family goes back to pretty regularly. So like that's a show for a rewatch. I you know, obviously Seinfeld goes without saying. Love that show. And uh you know, it's it's just it's always fun to go back to. And it helps that it's like on Hulu, it's like right there. It's always there. It's like watch me, watch me. Yeah. I was actually I was at a bookstore the other day. Um, cause I've been really getting into reading again and I saw a 
book called the Seinfeld scripts. And it what? was, yeah, it's just like the first two seasons, every single episode from the first two seasons, just the, the scripts and the, the, uh, yeah, the dialogue and all that and the parts and, and it's really cool. I was reading through, I read through the, the jacket, which is my personal favorite episode of Seinfeld and I could just see everything played out. And I, I thought it'd be interesting to get just, just to like learn a little bit about scene writing and dialogue and things like that. Um, and yeah, it was a really good purchase. I think I got it for like five bucks or something like that. So does this have like all the episodes? Um, just the first two seasons, but, okay. but I'm sure they have books for the rest of them too. See, that's, that's fascinating. Just for one, like you said, like, you know, it's just getting a whole behind the scenes stuff. Like I love like, and like if you get the DVDs for, for Seinfeld, you can like, go through all the bonus features, and they have like, you know, uh, featurettes for all the episodes, and it's really fascinating. Like they go through like the whole process, and some of the writers will go like a lot of the stuff in the show is like based on like real stuff that happened to them. Yeah, like, it's kind of crazy, and I would love to read scripts not just from a like behind the scenes perspective, but as you know, like I'm just interested in writing, like how how people do yeah. that kind of stuff, and seeing like that whole process. That sounds fascinating. Cause like, that's something I struggle with. Cause I've tried to write scenes before with dialogue and stuff. And, and it's, it's really difficult to get it's, like a conversation to sound natural, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard. The little bit I've done, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not easy. I don't envy any writers cause that it's not an easy job. Yep. But I'm going to look that up. Cause especially my dad is like a massive Seinfeld fan. He would love that. So you might just help me like with my Christmas shopping. Uh, that sounds like a great gift. That's yeah, awesome. That's cool. That's really cool. So yes, that's our answers, Kenny. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for sending this. Oh, we've got one more submission. Ooh. One snuck in under the radar. And I, I don't know this person. I I'm not sure they listened to the show or whatever. But they reached out to us. Their name is is Zach Efron? Is it Zach Efron? <laughs> is his name? Or maybe it's Arnold. I'm not sure. I get him confused sometimes. He's cursing you somewhere in Texas. <laughs> I'm surprised I don't get like a text right now, like uh, with expletives. <laughs> but uh, yes, Mr. Zach Arnold, he demanded that we talk about this thing that happened over the past couple days. So the actor, Rahul Kohli, and you can find him on Twitter, it's R-A-H-U-K-O-H-L-I-13 on Twitter. You probably know him from shows like iZombie on the CW, at least that's what I know him from, and okay. he's also in some new stuff, I think, but basically he tweeted out the other day, this very, like, interesting cryptic tweet that set the freaking internet on fire. And he said, mm. and I quote, I've gotten into that Lothal orphan, force-sensitive, trained by Kanan Jarrus kind of shape for no particular reason. And everyone proceeded to go, what? What did you say? Yeah. And everyone went nuts thinking, oh my god, this guy has been cast 
as Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels in a live action show. That's what everyone's yeah. saying. And it blew up so much so that he's released several tweets. He's gone on videos trying to explain himself and apparently say that it was not intentional, that he wasn't teasing anything. He followed up that same tweet with, seriously, for no particular reason. Yeah. But people don't believe him. And I'm not sure I believe him either. Because, <laughs> for one, I think this would be an excellent choice. I think I would love to see this. And it just it's it reeks of, like, this is something an actor would do. This yeah. is something someone, if they were in this position, had gotten a role, would say. But apparently, it's not. So I'm just, I'm dumbfounded here. Um, Jake, what, do you have any thoughts on this? I think that anything is possible. I mean, just looking at the guy, I, I'd never seen him before, but he seems like he'd be a good fit if that was what's going on. And, you know, they keep announcing all of these awesome cameos we're going to get from characters that you know we've only seen in animated form in season right. two of the mandalorian so it's like you know could that fit into there somehow but at the same time he has kind of denied it you know but like why right. say it in the first place i who knows i'm a little confused personally and I can't say one way or the other. We just are going to have to find out. I would love to see Ezra in live action. And, you know, I was one of those people really pushing that uh, that Benicio Del Toro was an older Ezra <laughs> in The Last Jedi. Did not turn out to be the truth. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. That's that's my statement. Yeah. Okay, Here here's my take on this. I... I genuinely believe that he's telling the truth, that okay. he meant he meant nothing by it, that he truly was just so. And oh, I'm just gonna throw this tweet out there about you know I'm getting in shape, that I'm gonna be like Ezra Bridger. I'm just I'm inspired by Ezra, and I'm gonna go get in shape or whatever, go out to the gym, whatever. Like I, I think that's genuine. And I think all of his other stuff about him, you know, he, he released a video and stuff like that. Um, although could be read as cryptic, I think I think he's being genuine. Here's the thing though. I think this is going to lead to something. I think he's put this out there. The internet has gone nuts. Everyone is now fan casting him as this character. We've seen this happen many times where someone will get fan cast. The most recent one, I know it's not officially confirmed yet, but it's pretty much a done deal right now based on all the sources that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian. Right. And that's been a fan cast for years. Yep. She, like, people, I don't know who started it, but, like, it was just been a thing on the internet, online for, like, years, and she just fed into it. She People would, like, ask her, or she would, like, retweet stuff, and it just grew and grew and grew to the point where, apparently, the powers to be at Lucasfilm said, hey, well, we're going to hire this person because this is what the fans want. So, like, the outcry is there. Like, there's fan art now, and there's all this stuff, and like Lucasfilm employees are like giving him a hard time about it yeah. on Twitter, and like interacting with him, and his name is out there, and it's been trending all week. So like, I think this is a done deal now. I think it's not happening yet, but I think he's going to get a call from Lucasfilm at some point. They're going to see that people are like, you know, Rebels fans are out there. They want this. And Filoni's going to be on the phone with Kathleen Kennedy or John Favreau or whatever, and they're going to make this happen. Yeah. 
I think it's possible. I mean, the first time I ever saw something like this, if that does happen, is with ben, uh, uh, what's what's his name, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch for Doctor Strange. Everybody was like, "Oh, he would be so oh, good." I so remember good. that? Yeah, and uh, everybody fan casted him as Doctor Strange, and then they announced it, and everybody went crazy, and 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 you know that is kind of happening with what's his name for for reed richards oh yeah you're talking about um john krasinski john krasinski thank you yeah uh yeah i like people fan casted him and now i can't get that out of my head i hope that happens so bad so um yeah same with this guy that'd be really cool yeah i i think i don't know there is i mean obviously you want the best person for the role you know, right. it, it's not it's it's something along the lines of like I don't want just like every because like the internet is is clearly not always right about a lot of things. <laughs> you know, when people get cast, whether it's not that the internet existed back then, but people freaked out about Michael Keaton as Batman, people freaked out about, you know, Heath Ledger as the Joker, you know, people freaked out about Han Solo and, and Indiana Jones, like all these characters that arguably you know, some of the best casting choices were maligned by experts like us online. And I'm, right. I'm referring to myself, too, because, like, we all have opinions. We all think, okay, Robert Pattinson is Batman. I'm not sure about that. That sounds kind of weird. But it's happening, and people are starting to come around on it, I think. But at the same time, you know, and, and it, on the flip side of that, you know, I don't want someone to get railroaded in that, like, isn't right for the role. But... You know, I think I think this could work, and I, I, I what I'm envisioning is like, and maybe an older Ezra, maybe one that's you know a good bit older, because you know we're talking about they go off into wherever the unknown regions, and you know, he's off with Thrawn, and you know maybe do a, a live action show with that and catch up with him, you know, ten years later, yeah. and you know you you've got an older Ezra, and I mean why not? Like that would be amazing. Yeah. So I'm on board with this 100%. And like I said, I think it's going to happen. Oh, I yeah. really do. I really do. All right. Well, is there anything else we need to cover? Did we cover it all? I think we actually did. Because I, I, I said before the show we wouldn't, and then we did. So I'm <laughs> kind of surprised at this. But uh, we covered everything that people sent in, which was great. Thanks, everyone. Matthias, Kenny, Schinder. You guys are awesome. And Efron, come back soon. <laughs> um, he's not going to come back after I call him Efron for the third time on the show. But, uh, yeah, this was fun. Okay. And uh, we got the last segment of the night, or should I say the last two segments, because I think this topic can cover both of those things at the same time. So I think we're just going to smush them together and make it one big segment, because I think this deserves some attention, and you may have seen this, you may have not, but uh, you're going to hear it in just a minute, because recently Uber Eats launched a new uh, ad program, and it stars none other than Mark Hamill and Sir Patrick Stewart playing Mm -hmm. these guys that are, for some reason, getting fast food in uh, Uber (laughs) Eats in a warehouse, and they want to kill each other, and... (laughs) Patrick Stewart's carrying a cricket bat, and Mark Hamill's carrying a baseball bat, and they hate each other, and it's <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's really good. Like, they did a good job with this. Yep. It's a real Star Wars versus Star Trek moment. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know what? I'm going to shut up now because, okay, first of all, I think this qualifies as BBQ Watch because you can order BBQ with Uber Eats. Oh, does that yeah. does that logic make sense? I don't know. It does. I, don't know. I am connecting the dots. You're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Need that meme? I connected the dots. You didn't connect. Bleep. <laughs> but uh, okay, so Coral and I, BBQ Watch, they're happening at the same time. Without further ado, get out your hashtags, put them in the social media everywhere, and uh, yeah, I, I don't even know how to mash this up. It's like, like I want to say, you know, without further ado, tonight's quarter of the night. And then I also should say, it's time for BBQ Watch. <laughs> but I can't say both of those at the same time. BB quote of the night watch. <laughs> 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 Hashtag uh, BBQQOTN watch. <laughs> Use that hashtag, ladies and gentlemen. Just Tr- go and try. do that. Because ain't nobody going to use that hashtag. That's way too long and way too stupid. But yeah, without further ado, here is tonight's PBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 Watch. Tonight, I'll be eating a veggie cheeseburger on ciabatta. No tomatoes. Tonight, I'll be eating four cheese tortellini with extra tomatoes. Stewart. So it's come to the... Thank you. Bravo. Careful, Hamel. Daddy's not here to save you. Oh, I am my daddy. Come again? Wait, what? You said daddy's not here to save you. What are you talking about? I'm not sure I got that right. (laughs) (laughs) I love that... Their whole hang-up is about tomatoes. Hamill oh doesn't want God. tomatoes. Patrick Stewart wants extra tomatoes. I say tomato, you say tomato. <laughs> and then Mark's like immediately, Stewart, Stewart, like how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so that leads us to the question, do you like tomatoes on your barbecue? Because that's a question that needs to be asked, I guess. I say no. What do you say, Jake? That seems kind of weird to me. I'm going to say no, too. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs down on the tomatoes on barbecue, <laughs> or really anything, in my opinion, because, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely in Team Hamill there with the tomatoes. Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three cheese tortellini with tomatoes. I'm really bad uh, Patrick Stewart impression, but, uh, yeah, more of this. More of this. <laughs> like, do more of these commercials and just like I would love to see like a buddy cop movie with Patrick Stewart and Mark Hamill. Yeah, I don't know oh, which yeah. one would be the cop, or, or would both of them be cops? Would it make sense to old guys <laughs> being <laughs> cops? I don't know. I just want it, or, or 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 do what what Patrick Stewart suggested, which is like a full on Star Trek Star Wars 
crossover. Yeah. Anything is possible, and they should absolutely do it. They should absolutely do it. They got the whole new cast now. Oh, yeah. They got the, both the Star Wars cast and this multiple Star Trek cast, not to mention Picard, Discovery. Like, just cross them over. Just do it. Yep. That would be great. be wonderful. Well, that was a show, Jake. That was a show. That was a darn good show. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. If, if you made it this far for some reason, um, <laughs> thank you because uh, you're awesome. You're, you're automatically awesome in my book. And, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, a lot of news to cover, a lot of stuff happening in the entertainment world, and we try to keep up with it every once in a while. Most of our episodes are topic-based. Really didn't have a topic this week, so uh, we thought, hey, we'll just do we'll just do news. We'll just catch up on the news. We like to do this every once in a while, so it's a lot of fun. And you know, as I said, you know, we're always open to suggestions. We're always open. Our our phone lines are always open. Not quite, not quite. If you call later, we won't be here. If you call right now, you're fine. But uh, you can send us obviously tweet at us at IPC Podcast or find us at IPC Podcast on Facebook. You can message it to us like Matthias did, or you can tweet it at us, and uh, we'll see it and we'll or you know just comment it or whatever. It's always good to hear from you guys and know that you're listening, and also you know let you guys contribute to the show because that's awesome because you guys can uh, be a part of the fun. And yeah, as I said, at IPC Podcast, where you can follow us, you can interact with us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can follow Zach, Efron, uh, the guy that's not here tonight, at Zach.TheVoice on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me personally, at Ben Hart with Noe on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And uh, Jake, why don't you tell the people where they could find you on the social medias? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Damon or on Instagram at Jake W. Damon. And I do have an art account that I post to occasionally uh, at Jexpatch, J-E-X-P-A-T-C-H. Nice, nice. Some great art up there. Definitely go go Thank check you. him out. And then go and then go uh harass Jake Damon on, <laughs> on Instagram. Go tell Not him again. Give give the real Jake Damon his username. <laughs> you Yeah. Asshole. Honestly. Uh, people sometimes. He's, he's literally been keeping it from me for like five years. And I have <laughs> like once a year I'll just bombard him with messages like, please, please, please write back to me. <laughs> like it, it looks pretty pathetic. Does he I'm post sure. anything on it? He does. He posts like he doesn't post that often, but like and I don't want to be that guy, but sometimes I'll like like he'll post something, I'll get a notification. That he posted because I set up notifications for any posts. I'm like obsessive. You're stalking him. You're basically stalking basically. him. Basically. And then I'll like comment like, hey, man, can you message me quick? And then he'll like read a message but never respond. So I'm about to give up. But I I, I say I'm going to put in a fight for like 10 years, actually. 10 years of fighting. And if nothing happens, then maybe I'll just give up. What's the worst he can do? You know, block you. Well, that's press the charges, he has not blocked me yet. Which restraining means, orders. Which means he either doesn't care enough to block me or he is entertained by my attempts. It's like, watch him squirm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, yeah, you need to get to the bargaining stage. You're like, I'll give you 100 bucks for it. Give you bucks uh, right yeah, now. PayPal. I, oh, trust me. I've already been there. I'm like, dude, I'll give you 20. I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> I will give you 20 bucks. I wrote that to him and he did not respond. I'm like, do you understand that I'm like willing to give you money for this? Well, here's the thing though. 
I really like my ridiculously stupid Ben Hart with no E Twitter <laughs> thing. But if someone offered me twenty bucks, like I'll give yeah. you twenty bucks PayPal for that, I'd be like, hell yeah, hell right. yeah, I'll change my username, hell yeah, exactly. That guy is missing out. Yeah, and that's why I'm starting off small. Because if he's like, no, uh, maybe like fifty, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start low, let him go high, then crank it back down again. That's that's the bargaining, bargaining yeah. thing. You're you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Yeah, that's funny. That's good. Well, good luck with that. Good luck <laughs> with that. We'll we'll, we'll we'll get more updates in the future. See what you've done to uh, harass this poor man who just <laughs> just wants to uh, keep his uh, username. But you're yeah. you're never gonna let him have it. No. Never gonna let him have it. No, I'm I'm not a harasser. I, I'm just I'm mostly exaggerating. But I do I do write to him occasionally. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, um, if you want to hear more of the IPC podcast, you can find us on StarWarsUnderworld.com. That's where each and every episode of ours is posted when it comes up. We're also on iTunes. And, of course, over on iTunes, you can subscribe. You can leave a review. We appreciate that. Of course, um, reviews, specifically five-star reviews, help get us up in the rankings and uh, just look better. Especially since, you know, there's always at least a few idiots out there that just leave you one-star reviews. I don't know why. I've never hated a podcast enough to leave a one-star review. Like, I don't see the point in it. If I don't like a show, I just won't listen. Like, just stop listening. Like, you don't have to, like, be that way. So, yeah, just don't don't leave one-star review. Leave a five-star review or, or don't leave a review at all. So, uh, yeah, to counter those, give us a five-star review Say something nice, or don't say anything at all. Just give us that five stars. And, uh, yeah, check out StarWarsUnderworld.com. And also, you can find us at ipcpodcast.podbean, green as in green bean, dot com. And, uh, yeah, that's where each and every of our episodes are, and that's our hosting site. And uh, you can also find our patron program through there. So just go there and click the button, and it'll get you all set up. Um, you can find our IPC, which is coming back pretty soon. I'm hearing some good things, Thank and you. I'm hoping to be on an episode of myself pretty soon. That's up on Fandom Empire, so definitely check that out and uh, keep an eye out for more episodes of that because, uh, yeah, the uh, unrated and uncut version of this show, as if this show needs even more bonkers um, tangents and uh, craziness, we have an uncut version. We have an R-rated version. Of that show. So, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And uh, finally, IPC swag. You can get T-shirts, mugs, literally anything you can possibly think of over at tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast. And uh, all goes to a good cause, as in keeping the lights on. But also, you get something for it. You get, you know, some cool swag. You can represent the IPC podcast wherever you go. You get that awesome design done by our good buddy Jake Damon here. And, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think I think this is it. I think this is it, guys. I think we actually did this. This was a blast. Um, oh, yeah. Anything further you would like to say to the people, Jake, before we sign off for the evening? Live long and prosper, and may the Force be with you. <laughs> that's a hell of a catchphrase. <laughs> I like the I like the joke about like what does the Vulcan salute really mean? And they you know Captain Kirk actually looks it up and it's like die soon and suffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like, quite there, not quite there. But, uh, yeah, li- live long and prosper, especially in in this day and age when it seems to, uh, just living, not even living long, not prospering, just living seems like a chore these days. Honestly, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a chore, it's bit much, but uh, hopefully y'all are surviving it, and hopefully this show can give you a little bit of solace, a little bit of a, an escape from yeah. the horribleness in the world that's going on there. So yeah. Well, um, good luck to you guys. If I have a platform here, I will say this. People stay safe and wear your masks and you know yep. stay indoors as much as possible and uh, yeah, just just be smart and think about, think about others. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. Watch out for yourself, but also watch out for the people too, because yeah. there's there's too many. There's just a lot of selfishness going on around there. Unfortunately, people people kind of wrapped up in themselves, and I think we're all guilty of it at, at certain points. But you know, you gotta be conscientious. You gotta be compassionate, and there's just not enough of that in the world. So try to put some more of that out there. Try to try to think about your fellow man and, and be careful. Watch out for yourself, for your family, but also watch out for people around you. And uh, because that's the only way we're going to get through this, man. We're not going to survive by every man for himself. we got to watch out for each other because uh, that's the only way this works. Humans, we got to stick together. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's going to suck. It's already sucking, but it can suck a lot more if we don't stick together. Yeah. So uh, stay safe, guys. Be good. Be good to each other. And we will see you next week. But until that moment, of course, this is episode 302 of the IPC Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for contributing, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. But before we leave you, we're just going to leave you with this closing thought. Easy is the path to wisdom for those not blinded by themselves. And we hope that you keep your eyes open for the next IPC podcast coming at you very, very soon. But until next week, good night, everyone.
And joining me is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Jake Damon. Jake, let me, let me rephrase that because I said, Damon, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, that works. I'm gonna, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, do not humor me like that. Ugh. No, 